We're gonna have a TV party tonight. All right! We're gonna have a TV party, all right! Tonight! We've got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of brews. Everybody's gonna hang out here tonight! That's fucking right! Everybody's fucking hanging out here tonight, bitches. All right, what the fuck up? What the fuck is up, everybody? We are, of course, live. Coming from the one and only Motor City. And, of course, southwestern Ohio. What's up, everybody? It's another episode of The Objective, a Battlefield podcast. And it is, of course, that was... So that was as requested by our main guy, the birthday boy today. See you later, boy. So happy fucking birthday. See you later, boy. What the fuck? All right, man. Happy birthday. So that was, of course, I, I had never heard of that song before. That's actually a pretty good fucking song if you listen to the whole thing. Uh, that was a Black Flag TV party by Black Flag. Of course, uh, uh, Henry Rollins, who the our, my child co-host has never heard of, which was... No which was a super change it, of course. So, but uh, that was, of course, for our main man. Yeah, see you later, boy. There you go, man. Um, but uh, on that note, let's just make one thing, like, totally clear. That's the first time and the last time that is ever going to happen. I'm I'm kind of with uh, another podcast host we both know and love on this kind of issue. Uh, of course, I'm not. I was more than happy to do that for you. See you, see you later, boy. Of course, more than happy. It's your birthday. You're of course our, you know, our our highest tier patron. Uh, so I was more than happy to do it for you. Of course, um, but make no mistake, that's the last time I'll ever be doing a birthday request on this podcast. Because look, it's just, it, I'm not. It, they're not cringe, but you know what? The community's growing, so you know I'm not about to like keep doing that, <laughs> right? as this community grows and I get it, you know, it, it, even for no matter what kind of support you're doing, right. It's just, it's just not, it's just not viable to keep doing that. You guys want to fucking jerk each other off with all the happy birthdays in the discord. <laughs> all you want. No problem. I don't give a fuck about, you know, I don't give a shit obviously. So, uh, so there you go. So thank you very, uh, thank you very much. Of course, for all your support. See you later, boy, which we're, which we're going to get into. So, if I start charge five dollars per request, well, okay, there you're on to something. That's an idea. Now you're on to something. See you later, boy. Maybe, maybe for a per request, a charge per request, maybe. So yeah. All right. What the fuck is up, everybody? How is everyone out there doing? Um, where am I at? Okay. Yeah. So of course, that's right. We're back with another episode of the Objective. I am, of course, as always, your host, Dubfire Thirty Three. And with me, as always, only slightly bad, which I'm going to go with. That's pretty much what I'm going with from now on. You mentioned last podcast. Yeah, you mentioned last podcast. That's your handle across all the gaming platforms. Yep. Right. So that's just the one to really go. You're still the other Evan. I mean, you'll still always be the other Evan because obviously the, you know, the, the first Evan was the, uh, you know, the uh, composer of our wonderful our wonderful opening music, which I once again skipped uh, for a special occasion, uh, as I said. So there you go. Um, what do we got? What do we got today? 
everyone. We've got um, quite a we've got we've got a oh my gosh, I almost fucking said a word. I I'm not even gonna fucking say the word I almost said. I'll if you want to find out what word I was thinking of saying, I'll say it in the Discord, right? Because I am not about to fucking say it. But we've got a variety of things uh, this week to talk about, boys and girls. Um, a little bit of Battlefield news. Very little. Uh, some interesting stuff. Um, and I figured... Um, I figured since the audience is growing, right? We're getting more and more listeners. We're getting newer newer listeners uh, every day. I figured my the very first episode I recorded... Uh, is you know was last year and it was you know I think it's I think it's going on six months now since I started doing this. Um, I should actually probably find out. It's hard to remember exactly because there was before you came on and uh, I was very sporadic. Um, definitely been on a more of a regular schedule now since since you joined me. Um, mm-hmm. so, yeah. So, but um, my the very first one I recorded was. Yeah, months and months and months ago now. And it was an introduction. I kind of used it as sort of a big introduction uh, for myself to sort of just introduce myself to everyone. Um, and yeah, and we were talking about it. I don't think we ever really got... Um, uh, we never really or we never really took the time to have you formally introduce yourself. So that's an, one of the things we're going to do tonight. We're going to... We're gonna go through some... We're going to go through a couple of introductions uh, just for all of the kind of new listeners... That uh, have been uh, jumping on, which, which of course I very much appreciate. Um, of course, happy belated Fourth uh, of July to uh, to all of our Yanks, right? To all the to all the Yankee listeners, any Yankees in the chat? Probably quite a few. Um, of course, we have to make the distinction because we've got listeners all over the world, right? Got listeners all over the world, international fucking podcast. That's right. Um, so, and on that note. I just want to say something real quick. So, you know, to our British listeners, only slightly bad to see you, bud. Have have a good birthday dinner. And, of course, uh, extracurriculars afterwards. <laughs> nice. Um, so, yeah. So I, w- I just wanted to get something off my chest right now to, v- to some of our British listeners um, and to sort of just, you know, the the – British public, uh, public in general. If you're one of these British people who still refer to the United States as, you know, the colonies or the colonists, right? That's just fuck. That's just straight up cringe, right? That's fucking absolute cringe. Change it and stop. It, you're just, it's you're just you're clearly just mauled and butt hurt, right? Over, over the revolters, right? Kicking you out and sending you back across the Atlantic, right? Okay, and you know, and the funny, and what made me think of this dude is that actually one of our, one of our favorite people actually used to say this. I haven't heard him really ever say it. I don't think in like in the last few years or so, but Jeremy Clarkson used to say that shit all the yeah. time on early episodes of of Top Gear. Yeah. And it made me mauled every fucking time he said it. Cause it's like, here's a guy that I, you know, I love the show. I love him as a host as just a 
a car personality right in general he's a fucking cool guy and it always made me so fucking mauled when he would say it but then i you know the more i think about it it's like well you know what you're just fucking butthurt right stop being butthurt and stop smalding over our uh, little revolt right so you know just, just get over it right I'll just come back over to the UK and throw all of your tea in the fucking river again. There you go. Bet. There you go. Bet. There you go. We'll just have to come back. Yeah, we'll we'll in we'll we'll invade your shores just to remind you that we're here and we'll throw all your fucking tea in the Thames, right? Yeah, That's I'm right. Ship a Corvette over. Do his sick, nasty burnout while eating <laughs> tea bags out the yes. window. Yes. <laughs> And a Ford, and a well, yeah, a Ford. No, the new Ford GT, the actual original Ford GT was actually designed in uh, Britain. And of, that's all, yeah. of course, tongue in cheek. Of course, you know. Of course, I don't hate any of it. I don't disparage. If you, if, but really, do if you still do say it, it's pretty fucking. You're, you know, it's pretty cringe. But uh, that's all tongue in cheek. Of course, I fucking love. I love our British friends. I love all of our, and our our, our British friends, our Swedish friends, our Australian uh, prison colony friends. Of course, so. Uh, I know I, of course, I love England. In fact, I, I got their fucking team's national jersey right behind me. They're my, they're my second national uh, men's national football team. Um, and, of course, yeah, the original Ford GT was designed by a British dude. Do you know, yeah. the, do you know the story as to why they, um, why they can't call it the GT40? It's not, not off the top of my well, it's head. Not like, it's not like a super, here we go, you know, motor, the objective of motorsports podcast stay mad um the, the story it's not like a particularly um complicated story but the the so the guy who originally designed it is i i guess it turns out he's kind of a dick he would just would not let ford use the name it was his you know it was his design and he you know and they it's 40 because the the top of the car is only 40 inches from the ground right but he would not it would give them the permission to call their car the ford gt40 and they really wanted to, because that was that was the original. Yeah. So there's the story, anyway. So I mean, you know, uh, thanks for designing the car, but you're kind of a dick. <laughs> so get get fucked, guy. Yeah, and kind of get fucked, right? So, um, so what did you, uh, so as far as uh, Fourth of July festivities go, uh, did you do anything cool? Do anything fun? Not drink, really. Drink too many beers. Vibed. Yeah, I yeah. went over to my buddy's house. His roommates were all gone. It was just the two of us vibing out, drinking a bunch of beer, putting obscenities on his refrigerator with magnets. It was a great time. Cool, cool. Well, hey, yeah. hey, you're you're celebrating your your First Amendment rights to, to yes. cover his refrigerator, and that's right. Uh, that's cool, dude. Yeah, we were. Um, I had the family up in uh, Traverse City. Michigan, it's uh, in northern, kind of northwestern, sort of Michigan. Um, yeah, it was a good time, and um, I wish I would have had. So it's it's the beginning of uh, the National Cherry Festival, because you know Michigan is famous for cherries and all that shit, and uh, it's a huge deal. And um, generally, there's a um, there's generally always been like an air show, either like the Blue Angels or the or the Thunderbirds have been there and stuff to right. kick it off. They didn't this year, but like there's a lot of there's always a lot of activity, and so something it's never it it's hasn't always happened every single year we've been up there. But basically, um, 
so there's generally some, the, the Coast Guard is obviously very active and stuff like that. So Sunday morning, um, we were heading to a lake called Torch Lake. It's fucking. It's actually a great little fucking like boat ride, especially from where my family's house is. We leave on our boat and we go through our lake and we head to the Torch River. It's called, and you just sort of tool up the Torch River. Um, for it's it's fucking great actually. It takes it takes about forty minutes. It was beautiful weather. It's the the rivers fuck the river. It's a beautiful river. It's clean. It's like clear water. There's all these you know these beautiful houses. And you, it's no wake, which means you know you can't go fast. It's just you tool up the river, and uh, on your way to Torch Lake. And on Torch Lake, there's this great sandbar where there's it's a huge party um, where we were taking our four year old child. So you know, no one call uh, child protective services on us or anything, but. No. Because it is like this huge, you know, it's a bunch of young people just partying. We used to do it all the time. But anyway, the point the, the point I'm trying to get to is we're about three quarters of the way. Oh, no, this was on our way back. That's right. We're heading back. So we're heading down the river. And I'm looking forward and a fucking massive fucking Coast Guard helicopter, which I believe, I think, I don't know if it's a Black Hawk. I think it's the one that's like slightly bigger than a Black Hawk just comes fucking barreling right at us. And I mean, like, it, like it came right over the trees. This motherfucker had to have been, and this was all definitely in, like, just kind of a cool display for the for the crowd at the at the sandbar. But it was, it was like, something out of the fucking battlefield or, like, a fucking movie, dude. This thing just, I mean, it couldn't have been more than, like, about 150 feet off the deck, right? Which is what, I think that's how, I think that's the term, the, Air Force uses the ground as the deck, right? So it just, uh, dude, it just it barreled over us. I'm like a fucking 12 year old again because this fucking helicopter. And then just a little ways up and it got to the sandbar and it, dude, it fucking, he pulled up and fucking nosed up into the air and then like made this big banking fucking turn, dude. And it was actually a little frightening. I'm like, holy, f- dude, that is a big helicopter. And he made this big ass banking turn and finally leveled out again. And then he was just kind of like strafing from like left to right over the, over the sandbar, you know, basically just showing off for all the, and yeah. it's not the first time it was fucking awesome. Like it's not the first time something like that has happened about six years ago. Um, did you shoot a TV? At it? Yeah, I, I thought about it. Trust me, it was on my mind. I was like, it's like, oh man, he's probably out of lock on lock on range though. By the by, the time I may have gotten my yeah, you know, uh, so but I think about six or seven years ago, we were out there partying, me and a bunch of my uh, wife and uh, and a bunch of our friends, and uh, a fucking A ten. A10 came from the north end of the lake, dude, and just buzzed the sandbar. And it was like, came fucking, did a bank just as it got over us and fucking bank turned away, dude. It was so amazing. It was fucking great. So I love the A10. Oh, dude. It was, it, I was like, I was like, oh, I was like on cloud nine when that happened, dude. It was amazing. I was like, holy fuck, this fucking A10 just like fucking came at us. Dude, yeah, I, I can. I remember it like it was yesterday. It was fucking great. Okay, um, cool. So yeah, so yeah. So that was my and that was that was my weekend. It actually felt we. Were, I was up there for three days, and I felt like I was up there for a lot longer. It was actually great. The weather was great. Just fucking me and my, me and our, me and my wife and my son and my parents and just yeah, it was a, it was a great it was a great time uh, for Fourth of July. So hope everyone else's out there was a good safe time. 
Um, so yeah, all right. What else do we got here? Let's m- keep moving. We've got announcements, um, and I've got a few announcements about Twitch and, of course, the Patreon. Um, so for Twitch, just to, to first off, for the few new followers on Twitch, Melee Forty Five, Flashy the Swede, Little Sp- Little Little Spoon Nikki. That's um, an interesting one. Not to change it. It's kind of neat, actually. Little little spoon, Nikki. The L I L makes it a little tough. It would be kind of. I guess it would be cooler if it was just little spoon, Nikki. But that's fine. And a uh, and junk pup, junk pup underscore with the follow and a tier one sub for a total of six months. Let's fucking go, dude. Thank you for that, man. Junk pup and junk. Uh, so, uh, junk pup. If you're listening, if you happen to be listening to this, or if, I don't know if you're here live, it, is that a name change? Because I don't remember. I don't remember someone named Junk Pup being subscribed or subscribing the past, you know, the previous past six months. So, I just like to give you proper credit. Um, if because if, if if I'm not, I may not be recalling uh, who you are. Um, if you had a a name change, and I, I can't recall if. Uh, anyone had a name change recently so anyway so thank you there thank you uh for all the support on twitch of course everyone of course you want if you want to support me on twitch um i'm in such a fucking blender right now i don't know what the hell's going on sorry guys i'm like i feel like i'm like just all over the place i'm trying to trying to get it together here i think it's because all like that alzheimer's yeah it's all that fucking alzheimer's of course <laughs> he's a drop shotter yes okay i don't recognize his name at all though and he's and he's subbed to me for the last six months. So hey, I appreciate it. Of course, junk up. And that was a an offline tier one sub. So thank you very much for that, dude. Um So uh and of course if you would like to join me and join Evan and join the rest of us uh, uh, in chat and join uh, a live broadcast a live broadcast of the of the podcast, um follow me on twitch.tv slash dubfire33 and smash the follow button. Uh, that'd be awesome. And of course, um, okay, rest in here. It doesn't say much. Okay, there you go. Yesum, Yesum, Yesum 12 with the fucking clutch in the chat every time. Thank you, Yesum. Appreciate you, dude. Um, and of course, the uh, other way you can support this podcast, if you so desire, uh, is through my Patreon, which is uh, patreon.com slash playtheobjective. And uh, of course, all support through the Patreon is very much appreciated and very much completely out of the kindness of your own heart and not for any kind of bonus content, unfortunately. Uh, as of right now, it's, uh, it's, I'm hoping to change that in the future. Absolutely. Um, going forward, I was definitely, I was thinking about it a, a lot uh, last night, actually. I, I, uh, I had to do some work on the Patreon, which I'll get into. Um, and as I was doing some work on the Patreon, I was kind of starting to think to myself, like, yeah, well, there's, yeah, there's definitely some things I should probably do for the support I am getting uh, from our from our great patrons, of course. Um, and speaking of our great patrons, we've got a new great patron, uh, someone we all know and love, of course, uh, from the Dropshot community, the Iron Ranger himself, Jaren. Is the brand is the newest patron of the Objective of Battlefield podcast at ten dollars a month, the five star general fucking tier. 
Thank you very much, Jaron, dude. Appreciate that. Very, very, very much appreciate that, dude. I love you and love you and love the support. Um, but of course, this caused a little bit of drama, right? Uh, a little bit. A little bit of drama in the uh, in the objective discord um, because see you later, boy. Who was for the a, the a long time the only five star general of the objective of Battlefield podcast? Just wasn't having this, right? He's like, no, 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 no. There's, I, I, he, he needs to stand out. I get, I don't know. He's got attention. He, maybe he's just he's you know he's an attention whore, right? He he, which is fine with me, because that this that made him decide. So, well, I've got to stand out, right? So. See you later, boy, is now our first general of the army tier at $20 fucking dollars a month, dude. Fucking hell, see you later, boy, you fucking bad king, dude. Holy shit, dude. I, I, I'm a little lost for words to say how much I appreciate that, man. Um, So there you go. So, and I, I'm going to try to make that exclusive because, look, listen, okay, if any, if any, and if any of, if any more people decide to want to spend their hard-earned money on this shit podcast, right? I'm gonna have to consider starting to like pay Evan, right? And that's just not gonna fucking happen, okay? Right? Exa- yeah, I'm just locked in the basement right now. Yes, you can't actually see me. No, I just, I, I just, I, I've got a fucking locked doggy door that I, I throw some bourbon in every once in a while. Maybe if he's good, <laughs> a bottle of tequila, right? Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> hey and it seems it seems to be working out fine right so you're 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 right so a bagel every once in a while i mean you gotta you know you gotta get something in your stomach to soak up all that alcohol right so anyway so but no and of course and of course to our other and of course our other patrons aussie menace our first patron actually of course aussie menace uh check him out on twitch.tv slash aussie menace Dude's playing tons of video games right now, so smash the follow button on his Twitch page for sure. Uh, and of course, Dean Gibson and Vaughn Trap. Let's fucking go for all of our fucking patrons. Thank you very much for all that support, everyone. It's very, very, very much appreciated, and it will absolutely be going to good use uh, in the months leading up to the release of Battlefield 2042. I'm very much looking forward to the sort of redesign that I'm going to get, I'm going to get my studio all done here and I'll, I'll have a better recording space. And so hopefully a little bit better quality in the production, a little bit better quality from me as I'll, I don't know, maybe I'll be able to concentrate better on what I'm doing. Um, as I've said so many times, it's like, I'm, I'm trying not to like get my voice too excited because I can't wake up my sleeping kid right above me. Right. And, and in my current setup. So anyway, so there we go. Uh, Evan, do you have any announcements of your own or anything? No, absolutely not. <laughs> no, per I know. Huge. Per huge, of course. Well, we could do a quick uh, race recap. Do we got a race? Any races in we the chat? We don't have one coming up, but we did have oh. one this past weekend, and uh, it was in Austria again. Yep, the second Austria. Race. Yep. Yeah. Another Max Verstappen victory. Mercedes looks hurt. They're, they're oh, yeah? off their pace. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. 
Wait, so did Ma- so. so did Verstappen win both Austrian Grand Prix back to back? Yeah, he did really. Wow. Lewis well, Hamilton when you're on is it. on his longest losing streak since 2016 at five races in a row. Wow, really? Yeah. Well, yeah. No, which isn't a ton of races, but still. No, still, but that damn dude, yeah, that's just nuts. Man, he's so fucking good. Yeah, I think Mercedes is really hurting somewhere. I don't know what it is, but I'm right. all for it. <laughs> yeah, right. I know you were complaining. Yeah, you were complaining about them last time just because they're they've been winning so much lately, eh? Well, yeah, they were winning. Yeah, yeah didn't um, well, who who won? Did okay, so did Hamilton won his drivers' titles with them, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So he's run yeah. all of his titles with either Mercedes or with a Mercedes power unit for the one year he was at McLaren where they won. Right. Yeah. That's right. So yeah. Cool. All right. There's a race recap. Cool. Which of course I'm always going to do just because I want to play that sound effect. All right. So let's get into some battlefield talk here. Um, for a little bit anyways, it's not going to be, not going to be a whole lot. Um, so, first first item up for Battlefield News, Dice LA renamed uh, itself to Ripple Effect. Uh, and, you know, it's, it, it's interesting. It's not anything particularly significant. Um, of course, we found out that they're going to be working on what the Battlefield Hub is, which uh, we'll get into here in a little bit. Um, one of the so the tweet that I found that kind of had a good sort of bullet point for this is um, they chose the name following a team vote. Uh, re- the rebranding has been in works since uh, January this year, actually, according to them. Um, last year. Yeah. Oh no, last year. You're right. Yeah. Thank you. So yeah. Time so, doesn't matter anymore. No. Well, of course, no. Time doesn't matter. It especially doesn't matter until Battlefield 2042. October. Yeah. Yeah, in releases. So yeah, um, it's a studio compromised of shooter veterans, uh, and I actually just le- I actually just learned that they were they were actually the studio before they were Dice LA that worked on the um, Medal of Honor games. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, while they were, uh, gosh, they were uh, Trauma Trauma Studios, uh, and before that, they I think they were even called something else. Dice, uh, Dice acquired them when they were called DreamWorks Interactive or something. Then I think they got, yeah, they they kind of got bounced around a lot by like they got bounced bounced around by sorry by Electronic Arts when they got acquired by Electronic Arts and Electronic Arts really kind of bounced them around a lot. Um, and at one point they were called Trauma Studios and they worked on the Medal of Honor games, which were great campaigns but terrible multiplayer. I know, I really I loved the first one and I loved um Warfighter. Medal of Honor Warfighter had a really great campaign. It was actually a lot of fun. Um and I I remember trying to get into the multiplayer but it just it was just not it just wasn't it. It really wasn't very good. Um so yeah. So they've got clearly Shoot, comprised of shooter veterans. It's a bunch of people that, yeah, that have clearly worked on shooters for a long time. Um, and they have, they have, they had worked on other elements of Battlefield games as well um, in the recent years. Um, 
So then the next uh, bullet point is that they're they're leading uh, one of Battlefield 2042's new modes, which of course we find out is the hub mode or whatever the fuck it's supposed to be called. I don't know. The Battlefield hub that... I don't know if there's... I, it, that's the, kind of the working name. I have no idea if that's going to be the official name. Um, and then there's an interesting last bullet point here is that uh, when they're done working for, for DICE or for Battlefield 2042... They're eventually they're they're basically going their own way, um, so Electronic Arts will basically once Electronic Arts deems you know okay you've you've done everything you can for Battlefield twenty forty two thank you we're you know we're reassigning you so that's kind of an interesting little tidbit about that actually um, so yeah so that's um, it the only real significance of that is the fact that we found out that they are in fact going to be yeah the ones that are working on the battlefield hub the battlefield hub and as we found out uh in and i i did you uh watch the the ea it was the ea play live spotlight did you happen to watch the video at all no okay i was out in the shop all day yeah no i I mean it 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 completely took me by surprise i don't i remember seeing some stuff pop up in some of my social media uh yesterday about it and i'm like what the what is this before and before yesterday i don't remember seeing a damn thing about ea play live spotlight and then it's this fucking thing just popped up out of nowhere um but it was it turned out it was only like 35 minutes long and the only thing they talked about as far as Battlefield 2042 was they confirmed that it was in fact going to be the 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 Battlefield hub is in fact going to be remastered classic maps playable in Battlefield 2042. So mm. thirsty. So what ma- what maps would do you want to see? Get brought back. Oh God! Well, I'm putting you on the spot because we didn't even talk about this in the show notes or anything. But this was so. This is, but this is all Twitter was. All the Battlefield accounts on Twitter were just a. They were just giddy with uh, with nostalgia. Like what what maps do we want to see back? So I mean, like off the top of your head, like what are, what are what are a map a few maps you would think of? Uh, no Shark Canals, TDM, uh, Damavand Peak. Yeah. I've been I've been playing a ton of Locker this past week, so I guess yeah, Locker. you have been actually. Um. Oh fuck! What was that map called? It was a battlefield. It was one of the two Battlefield One night maps. Oh yeah, I loved the both of them, but one of them was what was it? Neville Knights, I think. I think that, that was sounds it. right. Yeah. Yeah, Neville Knights was a fantastic night map. Yeah. But I liked both of their night maps. Um I would well you mentioned Mount Mount Grappa. Yeah, uh, like Monte a, Grappa was another good Mon- one. Monte Grappa, yeah. I, you Ball mentioned Ballroom Blitz would be cool too. Which one? Ballroom oh, Blitz. Oh, Ballroom Blitz. Ballroom Blitz at yes. Is that the one? Is that the one that was um it kind of took place in and and mostly around like kind of a big uh european looking palace like thing palace yeah, yeah 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 yep that's right that's a that would be a okay i was just sitting here thinking to myself you know look i love the battlefield one but i don't know that there's any maps from that that i would love to see like remastered for this battlefield hub uh 
that is an exception. That's a very good, that's a good one. That map is actually a lot of fun. I probably had my funnest games of Battlefield 1 on that map, actually. Because um, it was, it was, it was, per, it was almost perfectly symmetrical. All those different walls on the outside of the map were, for, were great for cover and for moving. Uh, there, you could have great artillery, great, uh, yeah, tank battles and stuff out there. Um, I'll t- uh, fighting in the fighting in the buildings was fun. There was yeah. one flag though that was a son of a bitch to fucking take, um, and it was always and it was, and it never. I don't know that it necessarily swung games or anything, but I, I think it was the one that the American forces had closest to their uh re- to the to their spawn zone. It was all it was a house. It was like a it was like a yeah, yeah. and dude, it was like I remember fighting over that flag <laughs> entire games just fucking trying to take it. I don't know what was so hard about. I think it was be- oh because um until you like completely destroyed every bit of like the building and the wall, it was it had the it had like a strange kind of cap zone. So you had to be like right next to that fucking house to cap that thing. You yeah. couldn't be out you couldn't be on the other side of the wall. You couldn't even be like on the inside of the wall. You had to be like right on you'd be hugging that fucking house to like cap that flag. So it was just really hard to like you know fight your way in there, uh, if a team was good enough to like hold that point really well. Actually, yeah, okay, that's a good one. I could I could see Ballroom Blitz being remastered in some way, especially like to look. So now, okay, so now that's the I guess that's a good question uh, that we could discuss. I guess then, like, would they? I love that alert. Um, that's kind of one of the reasons I have uh, the alerts still playing some uh, some podcasts like probably wouldn't have their alerts because they're going to end up on the podcast but I don't care and that alert was bits being donated by none other than fucking rise and shine let's fucking go 500 fucking biddies rise and shine thank you very much dude appreciate that man um, yeah so so they're going to remaster these maps right and you mentioned ballroom blitz do they remaster it to look like it's Ballroom Blitz in 2042? Or do they give it to us sort of looking like it's fucking 1902? Or not 1902, but, you know, 1922, right? I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, I know it's just speculation. I mean, we hadn't even really talked about it, so it's like we don't really have any where to go. I, I don't know. but. I would think they'd kind of leave it alone because, you know, let's say it is a palace of some sort in Europe. Well, they're not going to, at least not to this point, nobody's gone through and remodeled, you know, the Leaning Tower of Pisa or anything like that. I think it would be more or less how it is, maybe some updated paintings mm-hmm. or something on the walls that are just going to get blown up. True, yeah. More or less the same. Maybe the houses would be updated on the outside of it. Maybe, yeah. Past that. Well, right, but the th- but the thing you got to remember is the world of Battlefield 2042. Yeah, right. True. Is this whole the 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 climate change and, and you know certain areas have sort of been you know yeah kind of I don't um it'll be a desert it, map. <laughs> I <laughs> get fucking scammed. <laughs> this would be a fucking desert map and fucking, yeah. Evan's favorite fucking Battlefield 1 map is ruined. 
ruined. Fuck, des- fuck desert maps. <laughs> Get fucking scammed. Um, no, you're right. Yeah. Um, that's a, that'll be interesting to find out because because okay because I wonder if a lot of people are maybe maybe going to be a little confused about what this whole thing is going to look like. Like, I wonder if some people are thinking they're going to like. Because I, I don't know if you remember, I remember um, when this this thing got leaked months ago, and one of the things we talked about, you I, I remember you mentioning it, people seemed to think you were going to like fire up Battlefield 3, or somehow it was going to fire up Battlefield 4, or some new version of it, right? And that's what you right. were going to play. But as it turns out, obviously what was, you know, what was leaked, and I, it wasn't perfectly clear was that, yeah, they were just going to have this sort of hub that was going to offer you to play Battlefield 2042, but in remastered classic Battlefield maps. Yeah. So, right. So I wonder if some people, but I wonder if some people are still confused about this and think that they're going to get Battlefield 3 movement and all the Battlefield 3 guns or, you know what I mean? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's, maybe I'm, uh, you know, thinking, I'm thinking uh, too much into it and, I'm not giving enough people the, credit for being not being idiots. <laughs> but, you know. I can see the guns being fairly easy to put in, but the movement, no. It's going to be mm. on the new 2042 oh, yeah. physics engine. Exactly. So All that shit. Right. But how much... Okay. But how much do they update the maps? Do they simply remaster them, bring update them to you know, with all of the sort of new effects and new textures and better modeling that the new engine offers, just right, you know, uh, 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 streamline some of the stuff, maybe maybe change some of the way the lanes work, maybe change, you know, just that. Or do they sort of update the maps to look like they're in the world of Battlefield 2042? That's That's the question. I would see that second one being more... More likely, they update you think so? them to yeah. kind of fit into the vibe, of, right? Of the world. Yeah, that's yeah, that's kind of the vibe I'm getting too. Actually, I mean, they're part of the part of 2042's kind of sort of uh, ethos, you know, if you will. Really revolves because it's not going to have a, a campaign, right? So they're yeah, so right. So they're trying to make things feel as immersive. As possible, maybe, um, with obviously the the American faction, the Russian faction, and the No Pats faction, um, which I actually really want to get more into. Not tonight, but um, some episode maybe before the twenty second. I do kind of want to like get into an episode where we kind of like just discuss that and uh, you know talk about kind of the interesting points of, of of that whole kind of setting and the. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'll, I'll hash it out in some and some in some show notes and see if it seems interesting. But I think I mean. But that's my. So yeah. So just to yeah, just to kind of keep things with the vibe, as you were saying, right? The the twenty forty two vibe. I think it would be a little strange if you're playing those maps and they and they're just slightly yeah they're remastered with the better textures and some better effects, right? And, and But looked exactly like they did in Battlefield 4 or Battlefield 3 or... Yeah. Especially, and especially, like, especially Battlefield 1. That's what I mean. I wonder if they'll... 
make the setting like say if they were to do ballroom blitz if they were to make the setting look a little bit more sort of apocalyptic as it were as is kind of the setting and not not dystopian but definitely somewhat you know the world yeah. seems uh the world seems to be on the brink of like you know just total destruction in battlefield 2042 right or so. if they update maps from older time periods more than say something from battlefield 4 so you could take mm-hmm. ballroom blitz and it's the same basic layout but the surrounding area is totally different and right um operation locker is a bad like take flood zone the worst map in battlefield 4 yes but it's kind of, course of the true. same right yeah closer to the time period of 2042 yeah exactly those ones will be easier to sort of bring into the into the vibe as it were yeah right yeah so um so we'll see it's 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 an it's an interesting development it's it was what was rumored and now it's confirmed um and we'll find out more find we'll find out a lot more about it july 22nd um then i noticed this one tweet there uh it was a it was a blurb from the spotlight today the a spotlight and oscar gabrielson says that developing uh, and you mentioned this too so it turns out developing a battlefield 2042 map takes about six to 12 months okay which not too surprising this these maps in battlefield 2042 look fucking just sprawling right um he says we have a couple of tricks up our sleeve for the live service which is probably and he says some of them come from apex legends i think that's very clearly like a nod to the fact that they're probably going to modify some of the maps over time to sort of go along with the sort of story stuff that's going to happen which is what i've already predicted of course so you know uh keep that in mind um and then i noticed that the hazard zone hazard zone details will be revealed this fall and then I went to the Battlefield website because I, I looked at that and I was like, this fall? It's like, what? It's like, we never got any confirmation that they were going to talk about Hazard Zone July 22nd. However, the website, I rem- I went to the website and I was like, wait a second, the fucking website never said anything about more information about this later or anyone, you know. Uh, and sure enough, I go to the website and there, and there it is. It says more information about this later this year, which I swear they fucking updated that shit. So something happened internally. I think something happened internally that, you know, I don't know whether it was just, they decided they didn't, they weren't far along enough or, you know, they just, they were, they're not ready to talk about it because I feel like, I don't know. I knew that I know there was never any confirmation, but I feel like there was talk that we were going to find out more about hazard zone on July 22nd. So I'm a little, I'm a little mauled about that to be honest. Cause I mean, it's like, I don't know what I, it's a brand. It's a, it's something completely new to battlefield, right? Everyone knows what battlefield multiplayer is. That's established. That's a completely established thing. Everyone knows what it is. So, um, I'm a little, I'm a little confused as the fact that they're not going to talk about that more. Um, so on July 22nd and hopefully they end up maybe giving us something. Cause to me, that's the most intriguing thing. Like I said, do I want to find out more about the rest of the game? Sure. Of course I do. And we're, you know, and that's what we're going to get July 22nd, but it's like, I'm really intrigued by this hazard mode thing. 
or hazard zone. So anyway, um, moving on. So did you do you know about this Battlefield Three Battle Royale? No, you don't. Of course you don't, because you don't give a shit about. I Battle remember Royales. hearing something about it eight months ago or something. It's been a long time. Yeah, I think it was still in early development. I don't know if it's like the same people that did. Oh, what's the mod? Venice Beach is a mod for Battlefield 3. Oh, um, good question. That's a very good question, which I heard was a pretty popular one, too. Yeah. It was sort of a realism World War II mod for Battlefield 3, right? No. So no? it's still oh. modern. I think oh. they upped the player count a little bit, kind of updated some stuff. Okay. And things like that. I stopped hearing anything about it a while ago. Um, and I don't have Battlefield 3 downloaded and, and shit to try it. Right, yeah, no, I don't either. Well, I wonder if it's the same people or if this is just a totally different group doing... Yeah, doing and that's a good game. That's a good question. Um, I mean, I could read this entire article, but I don't really want to read the entire article for the podcast. Um, and I thought we'd talk about it a little bit, but the more I think about it, it's like we don't really have to talk about it. So, But I've got the link here in the show notes, and I will, of course, put this link in the podcast's show notes. Um, so look for that in the show notes in your podcast app um, where I put all kinds of other useful information. Usually I've been uh, slacking a little bit lately on that. So sorry about that, listeners. Um, yeah, so keep an eye on the show notes in your podcast app, and I'll have that link to this Battlefield 3 Battle Royale. Uh, and it sounds, the the Charlie Intel article talks about it, and it sounds like it's nearing the point where uh, it's getting to be uh, playable. So I don't know. It could be kind of interesting. I mean, I loved, I liked battlefield three as a game. So something like that could be pretty interesting. Okay. So that's it for battlefield stuff. Um, so moving on from battlefield stuff for the, for this week, a um, couple other things we're going to do tonight. Um, I'm going to, we're going to sort of, we're going to reintroduce ourselves. Um, well, myself, technically speaking, um, we're, we're, it's episode 32. And, uh, my first, the first episode I recorded, as I was saying, was months and months ago. Um, and I really, I really like want to name one of the podcasts. Um, (laughs) I really, I really, maybe I'll name this podcast, uh, I want to name it like start with episode 10 because to be honest, my, the first 10 episodes I recorded are really, they're not terrible, but they're pretty rough. You know what I mean? They're, they're rough around the edges. Let's put it like that. Um, I was pretty much, I think I pretty much recorded all of them. Um, just on my headset mic on like a Logitech headset mic. Wasn't even a USB mic. It was like a, um, it was like a, kind of a, it was a cheaper uh logitech uh all center mic yeah there you go exactly so um and you know and i was struggling to find things to talk about i was talking about all kinds of different shit and computers and stuff like that i mean i, I still had fun doing them and i and i still like the episodes but they're pretty rough around the edges and it was about episode 10 where things start getting a little bit better <clears throat> um and then uh not too long after episode ten, I think about you. Uh, you joined me around episode fifteen or so. I think, right? Is that what we've? 
That sounds about right. Or was it more like episode 20? Episode 15 would mean you've done like over 15 with me. Maybe you have. I don't know. I'll have to go back and look. Um, but we never really gave you a chance. I never really gave you a chance to sort of introduce yourself, you know, to, to the, to the listeners. Um, and I figure I can reintroduce myself to the listeners as, um, the listener count is really kind of, uh, shooting up now that, uh, interest in the game is, uh, going crazy. Um, so um, we're going to do that. And then we're going to, then, uh, if you have not joined the fucking discord, join the fucking discord because there's a Q and a section now where you, the listener can ask a, ask a question and you'll get an answer on the podcast. So, uh, join the fucking discord again, look in the, look in the podcast show notes in your podcast app. There'll be a link to, uh, for an invite in there and ask, a, ask us any fucking question you want. As long as it uh, doesn't violate Twitch TOS, of course. Because I don't really want to get banned from Twitch if I can help it. Because I, I like I like broadcasting these live. I think it's pretty fun. Um, so yeah, so do that. And so yeah, uh, but before I do any of that, um, I'm going to bring up something real quick uh, for one of our listeners. Um, he goes by Panic Man Walters in the Discord. And uh, I think he just started listening recently, and um, it's kind of a kind of an all points bulletin um, for for him for a uh, a community from Battlefield Two. So if any if any listeners are old frogs like me, right? Any boomers like me who played Battlefield Two a lot, um, he messaged me in the Discord, and he was in you know and he was telling me how much he loves our award winning amazing podcast about a video game um of course and uh and then he started asking me he, he mentioned to me he played a lot of battlefield 2 so he's at least around my age maybe a little younger um and he mentioned a community called 21st century warfare and he asked me if i had ever uh gotten into that community and did it and what it was actually pretty interesting and i remember it i can recall I definitely recall the community, um, but I don't think I got too involved in it. They did some crazy shit, dude. They would, like, basically... Ugh, he explained it in the Discord. I should actually... You know what? I'll bring it up in the Discord real quick because I got it right here. And I can find our DM history. It's right here. Uh, and what he told me, he said, yeah, 21st Century Warfare, or 21CW for short, was a community that played... 12-hour battles once a week for a number of weeks called a campaign. You could sign up for whatever division or team you wanted to, and from there, the leaders of the division would place you into a company. You were identified by rank, and the higher your rank, the more leadership and work you put in. Um, yeah, so if that sounds a little complicated, it's because it was, and it was actually very, probably very hard to track. Uh, for Battlefield 2, of course, the the sort of communications programs and the, you know things like Discord did not exist back then. I believe, I believe Teamspeak may have existed back then. Uh, if you remember Teamspeak, F's in the chat for Teamspeak. I'm pretty sure that's a dead program. Um, but um, it was just as it was. I remember. I do remember seeing it, but also remember thinking, "Holy shit, that's like way more work than I really want to put into this video game." I love playing this video game, but like that whole thing was kind of crazy. Um, and so, basically, what? I, and he then also mentioned it again in the Dropshot Discord. 
he actually kind of put out like another sort of APB. He was like looking for people who knew about this community and, and may have participated. So here's a, this is just sort of a little service to, uh, for our listener, Panic Man Walters. If you've heard of 21st Century Warfare and you, or if you're an older frog like me and you remember playing it, uh, join this fucking Discord because Panic Man Walters clearly wants to talk to you. He's clearly like looking for people to like, I don't know, I guess, uh, um, get nostalgic about it maybe i don't know or he just you know he, clearly he really liked it because he said he played it quite a lot which is pretty cool um so yeah so join this fucking discord uh or you know uh find find the drop shot discord um go to uh you know twitch.tv slash razanon and follow him he's the host of the drop shot of course um that's the call of duty podcast of course um and if you're a call of duty fan it's a great podcast to listen to um and also a little apb for myself for all of our listeners, I was part of a community or a clan, which is, you know, that's a, that's a change it for sure. Now these days, cringe, um, and, cringe yeah. A guild, if you are a guild, uh, called no nonsense gamers. Um, and we were actually a very active, um, very active little, uh, squad, if you will. Uh, a guy, the guy who started it had a great, uh, forum message board website it was really well done and uh we actually i actually uh scrimmed uh with them against a couple of different uh i don't i think one of them was definitely like kind of like i mean it wasn't pro obviously because i don't think there was any like um i don't think there's any pro uh battlefield 4 actually i think it was in battlefield 3 now that i think about it well, it was Battlefield 3 and, the, and then Battlefield 4, actually. Um, we actually scrimmed against a couple other, like, teams. And one of them, I think, was a kind of a kind of a competitive team. Uh, they kicked our ass, actually. They fucking wiped the floor with us. Um, it was actually pretty interesting to see, dude. The fucking teamwork on, their, on that team was fucking incredible. We thought we... I remember being all excited about playing this team, and we talked ahead of time, you know, about strategies and way to defend and way to attack and stuff like that. And, and they fucking creamed us. They just fucking wiped the floor with us, dude. It was, it was pretty funny. Um, but, uh, yeah. So if you, so if you're one of the, if you're, you know, one of our beautiful listeners, if you've ever heard of no nonsense gamers, I'd love to hear from you. If you, uh, happen to remember them. So, um, okay. So with that out of the way, let's get to our introductions, our reintroductions of, uh, your your lovable hosts uh, of the objective. So Evan, I'll let you go yep. first. So tell us about yourself. Um, were you, you know, where where are you from? Were you born in Southwestern Ohio? Let us know. Where, what do we what do we want need to know about you, Evan? Yeah, I was uh, born and raised in Cincinnati. Uh, I'm probably ten miles from like where I was like real real little. As a kid, um, same. We have a, <laughs> we have a family-owned business in automotive repair, and I'm pretty uninteresting. Sometimes I go race cars, but it's been a couple of years because that shit is fucking expensive. Well, specifically road road racing, yeah. Road racing, yeah, yeah. yeah road racing, yeah. A weekend is easily a thousand dollars, all said and done, between yeah. hotel, tires, fuel other fluids for the car so it gets it gets expensive fast but right. it's the most fun you can have with your pants on 
This is of course true. Yeah. That's not it. What I mean, come on, dude. What did like what what was what was what was your first console? Like what was the first video game you ever played? You know, so, what was the first car you owned? <laughs> oh, well, that that was a giant pile of shit. My first <laughs> console was a Nintendo 64. I had one game. It was Rush something or other. It was some racing game. I don't remember. I could probably Oh, I think I remember. Find I think it. I remember that game actually. Uh, from there, I went to a PlayStation 1 and 2, played the fuck out of Gran Turismo 1 through 4. Of course. Kingdom Hearts, yeah. started venturing outside of the racing games, getting into some other stuff. Uh, moved to Xbox. And in the last year and a half, maybe two years now, I've got a PC, really started using it in the last year or so. I didn't really have a good place to set it up beforehand. Right, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I'm trying to think of other stuff. Like I said, I'm hugely uninteresting. (laughs) Well, okay, I mean, you're not hugely uninteresting. I mean, you know, motorsports is fun. You like racing. I mean, that's pretty fucking cool. Um, Yeah. You know, racing is a lots of... Hey, there's, it turns out a lot of people that are joining our Discord, they may be joining just because they like cars. They don't even, I don't even know if they, you know, they're not even Battlefield fans, as it turns out. It's like, hey, they're these guys are... here for the Motorsport Podcast. Yeah, here for the Motorsport Podcast, exactly. So, imagine owning a Nintendo 64 and not having Mario Kart? Seriously. Yes, I'm... Well, hey, well, I was six. I couldn't buy it. <laughs> well, why didn't you tell your fucking parents to buy it for you? It, it was the game well, everyone had. You know, I think I went over to my buddy's house and used it. I had a friend now well, half a mile away. I would walk over to his house. And he <laughs> had a bunch of other games. Well, okay. But yeah. Well, that's okay. Yeah. Well, that's that's acceptable, I suppose. Um, okay, cool. So yeah, so from so you're yeah, born and raised in southwestern Ohio, huh? Yep. Well, all right, yep. that's fine. At least it's a at least it's a good part of Ohio. It's the part of Ohio closest to Kentucky and Indiana, so. Yeah, yeah, we have a lot of breweries here now. A ton of breweries. Oh, which yeah? Which is nice. Yeah. Yeah, there's probably more in Cincinnati than there is in the rest of the state combined. Maybe not Columbus, but... Well, yeah, maybe. I Maybe. I mean, that's cool, though. Yeah, I was going to say, they're probably... Mo- are they like... Yeah, they're just kind of all in and around Cincinnati. Yeah. Yeah. In the surrounding towns and townships and shit. Yeah, dude, it it yeah. exploded all over the country, especially here in Michigan, dude. There was a t- 15 or so years ago, 15, 20 years ago, I could have like named all the breweries in Michigan, you know, like on I think I think two hands, maybe a couple more, you know. And then in the last, it I can't even keep track of them anymore. They just fucking popping up like mushrooms. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Um Cool. All right, man. So that there you are. There's there's uh, there's Evan's story, short as it may be, um, and as uninteresting as it may be. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, for all of our newer listeners, uh, I am uh, I am your host, Dubfire Thirty Three, um, and I am, uh, as I say in the intro, uh, born and raised in uh, Detroit, Michigan. Um, I don't actually live in Detroit, um, as it were, not within the city borders i live about um 
15 miles west of Detroit. Grew up um, a little bit closer in a city called Westland. Um, Yeah, so born and raised here. Um, You know, uh, currently uh, married with a kid. Um, Been married for, fuck, I think it's going to be 12 years this year. 12 or 13 years. Got a four-year-old little fucking maniac of a kid. Uh, And, uh, yeah, and I have been, uh, and in terms of my sort of video game, History. I've I I started with Atari Twenty Six Hundred. I've I've loved video games ever fucking since Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Playing fucking Raiders of the Lost Ark and fucking Grand Prix and fucking combat. Um, and of course, and I've played every single every single system since then. Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega, Genesis. Um, I think the only I'm pretty sure the only I never owned a Turbo Graphics 16. I knew of buddy of mine that did, and it was fucking great actually. Never owned a Neo Geo. Never knew anyone that owned a Neo Geo because that console was fucking crazy. Um, if Evan, if you've never look up Neo Geo cartridges, they're as big as your head, literally. <laughs> I don't know if, if if you look it up, you I don't know if you'll get a sense for the size. You know, looking at it on the internet or not, but they're fucking massive. They're crazy looking. Um, you kind of need a picture of like someone holding one. Uh, so I never owned a Neo Geo, and I never owned a Sega Saturn or a PlayStation Three. Those are the only four consoles I never owned. Every fucking other console, I owned them. GameCube, all the all the Nintendo ones. Um. Yeah, never owned a PlayStation 3 because I was balls deep in World of Warcraft while that, through that whole, like, console's life cycle. So that's the only reason uh, I never really owned a PlayStation 3 because I didn't care. I just wanted to play World of Warcraft. Um, And, yeah, and I started playing, and same with, like, Battlefield, the Battlefield series. I started with Battlefield 1942, and I've been hooked ever since. Played every single fucking... Battlefield in existence, other than uh, Battlefield Modern Combat, which was the very first uh, Battlefield that they ported. It was a version of Battlefield 2 that they ported to PlayStation 3, I believe. May have fucking been PlayStation 2. I think we've talked about this before. It was. You, I played it on the original Xbox, so it was probably PlayStation Two. Sort of an well. Xbox and PlayStation Two, exactly. Yeah. So, so that was the only Battlefield I never played because I was very. I wasn't like. I wasn't like PC Master Race. I was. You play first-person shooters on a PC. That's it. You don't fucking play them on a console, unless it was Halo, of course, because Halo was developed by um was it Microsoft Studio Bungie because Microsoft Bun, yeah Microsoft was yeah my, uh, Halo was developed by Bungie to be an Xbox game um but before that there you know the, there were other first person shooter games released for for those like I mean Call of Duty started off actually as console games but they were like strictly uh, single player campaigns. I don't believe they had like any multiplayer. Um, they may have, I don't know. Um, I don't think they did though. So, but between, you know, doom and quake and quake 60 in, and, and not quake 64 quake four, 
Unreal Tournament, um, Counter-Strike 1.6, Counter-Strike Source, you know, it was like, I was like, no, you don't fucking play a fucking first-person shooter. How do you play a first-person shooter without a, without a fucking mouse, you know? It was like, that's not, that doesn't make any fucking sense to me. It's like, I'm not going to try to play a first-person shooter on a fucking controller. I can't even do it. And so to this day, I still can't do it. I'm fucking terrible on controllers, especially with first-person shooters. So... Yeah, so that's uh, so that's why I started this podcast because I fucking love Battlefield. I love this series of games, Battlefield Fortnite, Battlefield nineteen forty two, hooked me, uh, uh, about as much as World of War. Well, I wasn't playing World. Actually, Battlefield nineteen forty two came out way before World of Warcraft did. Um, and I fucking loved that game so much, dude. I just fell in love with it, and I've been in love in love with it ever since. Um, so yeah. So, and, um, yeah, so that's, uh, that's my introduction. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess I could get, I guess I'm getting into my whole life story, but we don't need to really get into that. Um, we don't have 47 hours. No, sorry. We, exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. Don't have a week. Right. Cause I'm four, I'm 45 years old. Right. So I'm basically dying. So it's like, I needed to, I need to tell everyone my life story before I pass on. Right. To the next, to you're the next your world. Deathbed, telling I'm, I'm like, everyone I'm just, your entire that's story. Right. <laughs> Gosh damn it. I'm only 45 fucking years old. <laughs> Never going to fucking live it down. That's fine. But you know what? I'm not going to live it down because I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm more, I'm definitely one of the older, older frogs in the communities between this one and the drop shot community. I know for sure. So, um, so cool. All right. So there you go. So there's another little introduction for all of our new listeners out there that, uh, that if you're still listening at this point, cause I basically was just fucking, I was, I don't know what the fuck happened to me at the beginning of the podcast. I was all ready to go and I felt good. And then I just like completely fucking started losing like my place and like what I wanted to talk about. I'm, so I apologize for that at the beginning of the podcast. Uh, and yes, I'm, that's right. Yes, I'm, yes, I'm 12 is 46. No, I don't feel better, dude. You're only a year older than me. <laughs> it doesn't really, it doesn't really help me. Um, God, now, if you were like geriatrics around, oh, shut up, <laughs> fucking child, you absolute child. You get, you know what? We're we're not even going to do the Q and A. You don't have enough life experience to answer any of these fucking questions, right? You're going to be like, I well, don't I, know what that is. I don't know what that is. I, I have enough. I know you. Of course you do. No, now like yes, some yes, some twelve. If you were like, you know, if you told me you were sixty four, then I'd definitely feel better. <laughs> you know. So, okay, where the fuck is that Q and A? Where did I put it? There it is. All right, motherfuckers. So here we go. Our very first Q and A session for the objective of Battlefield podcast. Um, and uh, what are we? You feeling okay? Yeah, we can do this. It's, yeah. There's not. We don't have a ton of questions, right? So. Um, so okay. So let's get underway here. That's right. We'll beat you with our walking sticks. Gosh damn it! No, we will not beat beat them with walking sticks. We'll beat him with we'll our. Uh, walk away. We'll be, We'll beat him with our. Um, our upright assistance sticks. <laughs> I don't know. I got nothing. I'm just a fucking boomer. Okay. So walk if, away briskly. There you go. That's yeah. <laughs> just walk away at a very medium pace and just. <laughs> and we'll have and we'll have no recourse because we just won't be able to catch up with you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> So our very first Q and A question comes, uh, courtesy of none other than our 
our general of the objective, uh, our main our main man, see you later, boy. Uh, and he asks, is 800 milligrams of ibuprofen per night enough to keep you from waking up to back spasms? Any pharmacists in the chat? Evan, what do you think? Is that, does that sound about well, right to you? Well... I sleep like the fucking dead, so I can have zero milligrams oh, of ibuprofen. fuck you, man. Really? Yeah. Ugh, I hate you. Yeah. I'm a fucking... I'm not a terrible sleeper, but, but I definitely don't... Wouldn't describe my sleep as sleeping like the fucking dead. I kind of wish I could... Oh, I fall asleep at racetracks. Like, I'm there all weekend. <laughs> I'm like, eh, I'm going to hang out by turn six. And you're... <laughs> prototypes and corvettes and porsches running past me and i'm out like <laughs> fucking rock seriously wow yeah so okay so you're definitely not the person to ask this question but one time i was working two jobs i was working at the shop during the day like changing oil and spinning wrenches and all that good stuff mm-hmm. and then at night i was working in a beer warehouse we would distribute a bunch of craft beer for the state of ohio and I cool. was working uh, 60 hours a week or something. Damn. 60 or 70. Yeah. Between the two. So I would take a bunch of ibuprofen. Well, one night I took, it was probably a thousand milligrams of ibuprofen in like two hours. It was not a good time. I felt all weird and shit. I, I went up to my boss. I was like, hey, guy. <laughs> I've taken way too much ibuprofen. I'm going to go get some Wendy's and I'm going to sit the fuck down and you're going <laughs> to deal with it. I said, all right, cool. Don't die. You Holy do shit. How much did you say you took? How much did you say you took? Like a thousand. Holy crap, dude. Yeah. It was not, it was not fun. No, was that's uh, yeah, that's a big, that's a large dose of ibuprofen. I know you can, I mean, they prescribe those 800 milligram pills are, are definitely like, prescription ones <laughs> yeah yeah so no, this was just like the shit from the grocery store it's just like uh eh, this is candy now <laughs> this is candy now yeah well yeah I, then i didn't touch ibuprofen for a while probably not yeah yikes dude um yeah see you later boy uh that's probably not enough dude um i'll tell you what you probably need okay disclaimer i am not a doctor okay so let's get the, let's get that out of the way right now. But if um, a lot of people I've heard uh, say what had that has something that has been a good solution to their back problems is that uh, hangups thing, that fucking crazy table that you get yourself strapped into and then you swing yourself and your yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah your feet are strapped in and now you're you're hanging upside down. I've actually heard from a lot of people who have back problems um, that that has been something that has helped them a lot uh, because apparently, you know, hanging yourself upside down, you're letting gravity sort of stretch your back out and decompressing your spine and stuff um, and other parts of your back. So I don't know. Uh, that's the advice I have for you on that, dude. Now, again, I am not a doctor, so I have... No idea if that's going to help you, but look into it. Um, maybe that'll help you because I do know for a fact that, yes, taking tons of ibuprofen is not particularly uh, good for your health. It may help your back once in a while, but it, yeah. Um, Valium? Valium will definitely put you out. Yes, I'm. 
<laughs> Valium will do it for sure. Valium in a few shots. Yeah. Any uh, any sleeping beauties in the chat? You'll be asleep for 15 fucking hours for sure. Speaking of bourbon, our, uh, our next question comes from uh, Rise and Shine, who uh, was very generous to, to, to cheer the 500 biddies just a little bit ago. Thanks, Rise and Shine, for that very much, dude. So that's a lot of scratch, dude. I appreciate you, man. Um, Rise and Shine asks, what are your favorite cheap bourbons uh, and top shelf? And I'll let you, I'll let you start, dude. Because you know what? I'll let you start this because I need to be reminded of what some cheap bourbons are. <laughs> because to be honest, the, the only cheap like bourbon that I can think of, I don't even know if I can think of a cheap bourbon, actually. Because... So there's one yeah, go I ahead. haven't had in a while. Um, it's one of the old foresters. I don't remember which okay. one. Okay. It's like a hundred proof. I think it's like twenty dollars. Yeah, it's not great, right? It's right. not something to write home about. But for twenty dollars, it's strong. Okay. So, it's good enough. It's serviceable. Right. And then if you step up a little bit, I think it's like thirty-five or thirty-seven dollars now. Uh, Four Roses small batch is really good. That Super is, smooth. Yes. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Four Roses is a good one. Um, because yeah, they're, um, I was always used to drinking. I got spoiled. Um, uh, I had a, a wife, um, a family member of my wife's lived right down in that area for a long time. And he would go across the border and he would get, all kinds of great bourbons and bring them up here when he would visit. And he spoiled the shit out of me on these like fucking like fabulous fucking bottles of single barrel four roses. And these, Mm -hmm. these were single barrels. So they were probably, you know, they were probably like 45 to $55 a pop. And they were so fucking good. And I didn't know for the longest time that four roses even like put out just sort of like, yeah, uh, an inexpensive blend. So that's a good one. That's actually a pretty good one. Yeah, the the if you ever see the Four Roses uh blend, and I think yeah, I think it's only like 20, I think I I bought one actually just a few just this year, I think, earlier in the year, and it was only like $25, which is a really yeah. good. Yeah, so. It's not bad at all. No, yeah. Top shelf, I would say Jefferson's Aged at Sea, hands down. Okay. So good. Uh, it's I think it's like 75 or 80 a bottle, but they put the uh, the barrels on a ship, and they just let the ship take its course. And with all the bottles, you get this little card thing. It's like, oh, we went through this port, and we ran into this crazy storm, and all kinds of really? little facts <laughs> that the that that particular cask went through. And it's really smooth, super good. Yeah. Love it. Huh. No shit. That's pretty cool. Cool. Um. Yeah. So. I'd say, yeah, between us just talking about it, I'd say we covered the kind of cheap bourbons. I can't even, I yeah, Four Roses. Um, and, like, as far as, like, cheap, thing is, as far as, like, cheap bottles of that go, I, I can only think of, like, Jim Beam or Jack Daniels, but that's whiskey. That's, techni- that's technically not bourbon. Those are Tennessee whiskeys. Um, so, yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know. Uh, you know, if you find, like, a, you know, Buffalo Trace is a pretty good... You know, you uh, one of their just sort of blend bottles is a good one, um, but as far as m- the top shelf stuff goes, my 
my favorite is Basil Hayden's for Top Shelf. I like it's, and I mean, I know I don't know if they do like a, any kind of. I know that they probably do do like a special sort of single barrel or some sort of other kind of, you know, one off. Um, but you know, I'm pretty you know a, a fifth of Basil Hayden's is like fifty you know fifty bucks. I'm pretty sure so. Um, yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of Basil Hayden's actually. Woodford Reserve, of course too. I like I like I like a lot of different other all the I have not I haven't tried any of these uh, newer Woodford Woodford Reserves, the double oaked ones or whatever. So the double oaked is good. Yeah, that's what yeah that's what I've been hearing. So uh, Wild Turkey, yeah, Wild Turkey, yeah. Is Wild Turkey a bourbon, Evan? I don't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, I can't remember now. Or, yeah, yes, I'm, uh, I've heard of Wild Turkey, but to be honest, I can't remember if it's because here's the thing. it's If it's from Kentucky, it's a bourbon. If it's from Tennessee, it's a whiskey. I mean, they're still the same fucking thing, so it's pretty much a dumb rule. But, I mean, you know, it's, it is and it isn't. I mean, you know, scotch is scotch because of, the you know, the, the water... The, the 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 way you know the the water in Scotland is different because of the mountains and all that stuff and all the in all the different materials they've ever used to make the barrels. That's what makes Scotch Scotch. I don't know if that has something to do with the difference between Tennessee and Kentucky. If there's something different about the water and the and the land, I don't think so. It's they're right next to each other, the fucking same. So where they ever came up with that, I have no fucking clue. But I mean, there you go. That's that's just it, right? So. And we abide, you know, by the by the rules of alcohol, of course. So, just to sound cool, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, if it's delicious, the, it's well, good. Well, exactly. So, yeah. So there you go, rise and shine. Um, so yeah. So if you find some four roses, a four the four roses blend is a great bottle of cheap bourbon. Um, and I, like I said, Buffalo Trace. I'm pretty sure you find bottles of Buffalo Trace for like thirty five. So that's not too bad either. Um, okay. Next question. From see you later, boy, again. General of the objective, of course. And of course, so so this question fucking made me in, incredibly mauled, right? Because he asked you this question. Yeah, look at your shit-eating grin. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's listened to the podcast a lot, right? He's, he's pretty much the biggest fan of the podcast, yet he seemed to forgot, had to have forgotten that I, too... Happen to be a huge fucking motorsports fan, but yet he asks Evan, Evan, what's your favorite, most favorite iconic race car, right? And I'm not, you know, yeah. I, I, whatever. I'm going to read the rest of the question. I'm mauled about it, right? That he just decided to only ask Evan this, and I'm going to answer it anyways. See you later, boy. So get fucking scammed, of course. So anyway, no, I'm just so. So he goes on to say, for instance, his is the uh, IMSA Audi Quattro with the iconic turbo surge. It's pretty cool. And then he says, actually, scratch that. It's the 787B. So those are a couple of cool fucking cars that he mentions right there for sure. Um, I don't know if, oh, I do remember the, the, the IMSA Audi Quattro. The only thing is when the, the first thing I think of when I, hear, when I see Audi Quattro is the rally car. Right. Yes. Yeah. That's the first fucking thing I think of. Um, so I don't think I ever knew that it was ever uh, turned into an IMSA car. That thing was probably a fucking beast in IMSA too. So it uh, wasn't technically the same Audi Quattro that was in Group B Rally. It was in. Oh no. 
I think it was an Audi 90 Quattro. It's a little smaller, but then they put the huge race car body kit on, and it's probably just as big. Right, right. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I bet. I think I'm recalling that now. And then, of course, the 787B, which is a fucking beautiful race car. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay, so Evan. So, okay, so so you, you, you get to go first since he asked you the question, of course. So I've been thinking about this answer since the question was asked. Oh, um, I don't of know if you I have, have a great answer, to be honest. So I'm going to throw a couple of them out there. The Volvo 850 wagon that was racing in British touring cars in like the 90s. Interesting. It's just so out there to see this fucking wagon up on two wheels going around a corner. Right. They're yeah. So cool. Okay. Um, the Mercedes Benz CLK GTR from Le Mans. Fucking great race car. It's beautiful. Tried, tried, tried its best to be an airplane once. Y- yes. <laughs> and failed, yes. failed miserably. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, super cool car. Not not a great airplane. Cool car though. No. <laughs> they survived. Um, the 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 would be pilots survived, of course. So. Yes. Yes, they did. <laughs> um the Oh fuck. I was just thinking about this earlier today. What was it? The Porsche nine seventeen prototype from like the what was that, the sixties and seventies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another cool one. Yep. Um, that's a yeah. That's a that's a great looking car. And to kind of go back to some rally, the there's two Lancias, the Stratos, mm-hmm. and oh, the, and the the or the the fastback one. It's not called yeah. the fastback, but that's the body style, right? So the Stratos was a, a mid-engine car. Delta Lancia Delta. Yes, the Delta is my other one. Yes. And I have looked into buying one, and they're not that expensive, but really better than to buy an Italian car. Well, this is, of course, true. Yeah. (laughs) Which is a real shame. But, yeah, this is true. Yeah. Cool. Those are all good ones. Okay. Yeah, no, I like those. Those are all really good. Um, uh, So some of my favorites, um, I mean, if you want to, like, I mean, yeah, the, the... he, you know, he, he does ask like, what's your, you know, one race car, but of course it's like, it's impossible to have just one. Right. right. Um, the seven, eight, seven B is definitely one of mine. Um, I was also a big fan from that same era of the, the, the Nissan, uh, mm. uh, G wait, was it the three ninety GTR um. or GTR three ninety? I know it was three ninety. I know that oh, I, hold. Not that one. R90. R90, yeah. The Nissan, the Nissan R90. Um, uh, as far as, like, say, a rally car goes, the, um, definitely the uh, Colin McRae Subaru Impreza. Yes. 22B, yeah, the the triple five and or whatever you call that, the five 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 insignia Subaru, fucking that I that car 
like I fell in love with fucking race cars because of that car for sure. Um, the um, the in F one, my favorite F one car of all time. Excuse me, is the nineteen ninety four McLaren Honda. I fucking it's it it was bef- it was before they started raising the noses. The noses got a little bit bigger, but the the point of the nose was still right next to the right next to the ground. And I fucking in in the in the Williams too. The 94 Williams and like the 94 McLaren are just two of the fucking most beautiful fucking F1 cars ever. Um Yeah. I love the way was those no, that's not the four four. That was earlier. That was the late eighties. Yeah, that was the late. I, it was the MP. It was the um, the MP four eight. Four eight. The four eight. Yeah. I fucking I absolutely love the way that car looks. It just looks so fucking clean. It looks fucking slick and it looks clean. It's just it's so beautiful. Um, what other ones was I? I was trying. What other ones was I thinking of? Um, oh, speaking of the British touring car racing. I, 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 to this day, I will, if I, and actually there's, I saw one near my house, but it didn't look like it was in the best condition. Um, in the States, we called them the SVT contours, the British touring car championship. They were called the Mondeos. I fucking love that car, dude. I just, it was just simple body design. And it was just a fucking stupid little Ford sedan that just looked like a badass race car. It was fucking great. Mm-hmm. I fucking love that car. Um, yeah, I mean, the as far as GT, some of those prototype cars go, um, definitely, yeah. The, the Well, yeah, like I said, the 787B and the Nissan. But absolutely, so, but I do have one specific fa- favorite race car of all time. And it's the, the 1997 Viper GTSR Team Orica. Absolutely, yep. hands down, my favorite fucking race car ever. Especially the the livery that had like the the red the the red, white, and blue curved stripe that, that kind of went over the center of the car and then curved down the the front fender and then around the hood around the top of the car. Mm-hmm. Hands down, I fucking love those fucking cars were so beautiful and they were fucking dominant too. They were really, they won their class a lot actually. And I'm pretty sure it was, yeah, 97. Cause like, yeah, that's, that's my dream car is a 1997 Viper GTS. I fucking, I want one of those so bad. And I actually just saw one, uh, drive through, uh, the little downtown area of the town I live in actually just like a couple weeks ago. It was fucking great. So. I do love me a good Viper. Oh yeah, dude. I'm not a huge fan of the RT10. I mean, you know, it looks badass. It's a it's a good looking convert. It's a good looking Roadster. It's got a fucking V10 and of course, so it's cool. But it, it, I mean, I was I always thought it was cool when it came out. But then when they released the fucking the GTS, it was like that's it right there, dude. The fucking coupe. Oh, I fucking love it. It's yeah. So it's so great. Um. Yeah, the there you go. Yeah, the double front actual Tyrrell F1 car. Those things were pretty cool looking. Weird, but but pretty fucking cool looking, for sure. Um, cool. All right, so there you go. See you later, boy. There uh, that that gives you that's gonna give you plenty to talk about in the Discord and the Cars channel for sure. See you yeah. later, boy. Right? Yeah. So that was good question. See you later, boy. That was actually a lot of fun. Uh, 
so all right, just a couple, just a few more here. Um, Rise and shine, and I, I I like this question too. Actually, uh, Rise and shine asks biggest pet peeve when dealing with other motorists in day to day traffic. Evan, what's what's your biggest pet peeve? Because I know I know what mine is. Ability to merge on the fucking highway. Jesus Christ, it's not that difficult, people. There you go. That's a good one. Seriously, I know. I can't. I I go. I I. It's it's my yeah probably my third one. I go crazy when I'm behind someone on an on ramp and they're only going 35 miles an hour. It's like you asshole. What do you think the people down there are doing? You think they're only going 40 miles an hour? They're going 80 miles an hour. You idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Any other ones? That's probably my biggest one. Yeah. Um. People. So I'll do this thing if I'm like sitting at a light and I'll just watch people like going the other direction in their car, or what they're doing, right? The amount of people that are doing anything other than looking at the fucking road. Is Seriously. Right. I know, dude, it's frightening. It's fucking terrifying. In fact, it is. I know, I know, dude. Um, yeah, that drives me fucking crazy too. My biggest, my biggest one. Okay. So I'll start with my second biggest one. The my second biggest one are uh, kind of like you were saying, just people who are indecisive drivers. Mm-hmm. People who are fucking indecisive drive me fucking crazy, or or people who don't understand the like right of way for certain traffic situations. It's you know it's like no no, no it's like I'll be like waiting to turn left, and I'll you know I'll be kind of inching, and someone will be turning right, and they'll like kind of slow down and like look at me. Like wondering what I'm. It's like, turn right, you asshole. Just turn the fuck right. I you have the right of way. The right turn has yeah. the right of way. I have to wait for you. Get the fuck out of the way and turn. Just shit like that drives me fucking crazy. But my number one biggest one, fit people who don't use their fucking turn signal. Use your GD fucking indicator. But okay. The thing that you can do that helps other fucking motorists out the most is to do exactly what the device says it does. It indicates. It indicates to all the other motorists what your intentions are on the road. Turning right, turn that fucking turn signal on. Changing lanes, turn your fucking turn signal on. Turning left, I don't care. What, I don't really care if you're turning left into a left-hand only lane. Turn your fucking turn signal. I don't care if you're waiting in a fucking massive intersection and you're in the lane that is left-hand turn only. I don't care. Turn your damn fucking turn signal on. That's the one thing. It makes everyone's life easier when if if someone if I am indicating to you what my intention is on the road. Guess what? Okay, good. I see. You know, it's that simple. It drives me fucking people nuts, people, especially when you're like, um, like people, people who like you're waiting in a left hand turn, uh, left hand turn lane, right? To like turn across the road into like some driveway of some business, right? And some people like, you know, I like to turn, I, I break late, right? I'm a race car driver, so we break late, you know? So when you're, when you're approaching a driveway to turn into, you're you're approaching it fairly quickly, so you brake late and you turn into the driveway. Well, I always indicate so people know what my intention is. Well, there's other people that drive like that who don't use their turn signals. So, but I I probably had more than enough time to turn in front of this person 
into the driveway, but because they weren't using their turn signal, I didn't know that. So I was waiting for them to pass me, but oh, no, 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 I wasn't going to go keep going. I'm turning into this fucking driveway. I didn't indicate my turn signal to let you know that I was, but I'm doing that. And I just made you waste more time in your life of your, in your car because I didn't indicate that I was turning right. It's like, I could have turned, but I didn't know you were going to turn right. I don't know. I don't know if I'm explaining. Do you kind of get the situation I'm I'm describing? I know what you mean. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, if I'd have known you were turning right, I would have turned left. I would have turned left hours ago. But no, I'm waiting. But no, I had to wait for you to turn right, which I, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it drives me fucking crazy. Slow. Something else I just remembered. This is kind of different, but same. Mm -hmm. When people take their base ass car that has halogen headlights and they put HIDs in the stock yes. housings. Yes. Oh my God. It drives it, no, me that's a big wall. Yeah. I start screaming in my car. I haven't played that drop in a while. <laughs> Fucking. Yeah, yeah seriously. It's... That's a complete rat move. Absolutely. Oh my God. Yes, I yeah. I hate them. I know. I hate them. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, um, it's the left lane for us, yeah. <laughs> you're on you're in you're an opposite world down in your prison colony <laughs> with your <laughs> right lane driving, whatever it is. Anyway, so there you go, Ryzen. Yeah. Um All right, so uh, next question. Dean from uh, one of our other patrons, Dean Gibson. Um and Dean asks, what was your first FPS online experience? Mine was Delta Force 2, followed by COD 2. I used to think they were incredible until I recently Googled some images from them. <laughs> yeah, for sure, right? Some of the, yeah, a lot of, yeah, a lot of, especially sounds, I think Dean is uh, kind of more, a little bit closer to my age. And uh, yeah, some of the games that we used to play back then, the graphics definitely don't hold up. Um so, uh, you've probably talked about this before. So, what was what was the first like first person shooter you played online multiplayer? Online was probably Halo Three or COD Four. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. No. So, well, okay. Yeah. He's. I came in a little late to the online stuff. Right, I didn't yeah. have that stupid adapter for the 360 to to get online for a long time. So okay, right, yeah, yeah, that's right. You had to have that. Yeah, that's right. You had to have one of those. Um, cool. Yeah. So, actually, my my okay. <laughs> I did actually. I actually did talk about this. I think on one of the first podcasts I ever did. Um, so technically speaking. My first <laughs> first person shooter online experience was actually in fucking Doom 3D. <laughs> um guy one of uh one of my oldest friends, guy I've known since high school, still know him, still haven't talked to him in a little while, but um him and I actually so like it would you know, it'd be like eleven to twelve at night. Um and we would only do it then because back then, you know, we didn't we didn't have cell phones back then. I can't believe I I hate that I have I hate that I say that. I hate that I I can say we didn't have cell phones back then. You weren't alive. You weren't alive in a time when people didn't have cell phones. No, they weren't <laughs> you know, too 
too popular in the early 90s. No, they weren't, but they were, yeah. And that, okay, and I, you know, cell phones did exist when I was this age. You know, this would have been around like 1993 or, no, like 1994. It was after we got out of high school, actually. Um, So cell phones existed, but they were, you know, they were the fucking bag phones and they were like $1,000. Anyway, so him and I actually would, um, a simpler time, of course, yes, I'm, 12 for sure um uh we would actually call i would we would connect via modem like literal actual telephone modem we would connect our computers via modem uh and we figured out how to use a tcp uh ip uh, uh program connection and we made our computers talk and we could fucking play uh 1v1 doom 3d right which is completely ridiculous. It was like we couldn't, you, you didn't even control your character with your mouse. There was no vertical look. You just looked back and forth, but we would run through this map and we would try to find each other and kill each other. Um, so that was actually, uh, so it was technically my very first. Um, but then as time went on, the, the one that I, I think the one that I think the first, the first, the first like uh, FPS that became super popular uh, for online play. I want to, I don't, it wasn't even, it wasn't, you could play Quake online. We figured we did actually, I did play Quake online, but it wasn't super popular. But uh, Unreal Tournament, I think, was like the real first sort of first person shooter that became like a big thing to play online. And you would just play, you know, you'd play Team Deathmatch and stuff like that. Um, and of course, Quake Four was pretty good too. So, so that's how I that's how far I go back for my first uh, FPS online experience, Dean. So, um, yeah, Delta Force Two. I don't think I ever played any of those Delta Force games. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna look those up and look at pictures of those old ass games too. So, thanks to the thanks for that question, Dean. Um, that's a good one too. Uh, and then one more last question. So get in the discord people, right. And ask more Q and a questions. Cause we're reading the last one now. Um, and this is a fun one too, actually, uh, another one from see you later boy, our man, general of the objective. Um, as for world war two, what were you guys more interested in reading about the Pacific theater or the European theater? I'm going to say, and this isn't even an option, the Soviets, just because they threw so many bodies at the problem, like they were throwing yeah. people into into battles like, hey, we don't have a gun for you. You'll find one or you won't figure it out. <laughs> but the yeah, the Russians were wild. Well, I suppose I that like how go ahead. I, I was, I was as I say, I mean, I, that technically counts as the European theater, I would I would say. Uh, yeah, I guess. So. Yeah. I mean, it was, yeah, it was a whole, you're right, it was a whole other front, technically speaking, because it was, yes, their front was, yeah, we were not on their on their side of their front. They were on their side of their front, <laughs> for sure. And, I mean, I think general, generally speaking, I'm pretty sure Russians are considered Europeans, you know. Granted, yeah. as you get, as you get more east in the continent, you sort of definitely lose that sort of European influence, but I think the the Western sort of Russian, I think they generally consider themselves Europeans. But anyway, yeah. but 
Um, I see what you mean, though. You're right. It was the, their whole thing is a whole. It is. It, it pretty much is a whole theater in and of itself, somewhat. Yeah. Yeah. I also really liked uh, North Africa just because it was more mm. mechanized combat. Yes. There you go. That's a good ground. one. Yeah. Definitely. And that. No, and that wasn't European theater. Yeah, that was the North African theater, which was. A lot of that even took place before the United States got involved. Rommel and um, Montgomery. Yeah. Yeah. All that's, yeah, all their, uh, their battles, which, um, which were all very well done, actually, in uh, Battlefield 1942, in fact. It's, dude, yeah, it's, ugh. Dice, Dice better have plans to fucking make good on a new World War II game. You know what I mean? They better have fucking plans to do that because they made arguably one of the greatest World War II video games ever in Battlefield 1942. The game was fucking great. It had every it Pacific Theater, North African Theater, Russia, European Theater, whatever fucking World War II theater you want. They, they fucking made a map for it. Uh, Italian Theater, Road to Rome had a bunch of great maps that were in, in Italy and in France and stuff. Yeah, so I know I'm getting off tangent of this question, but Battlefield Five, it was garbage. It was it. It's a fucking complete disservice to to how good of a game Battlefield 1942 was. So yeah, they better have fucking plans to make good on another good World War II game down the road. And I don't, I know people are you know, uh, you hear from kind of the communities. Oh, we're tired of World War II games. We're I mean, I, yeah, but maybe in a few years or five years from now, we won't be. And because if they did it right and they did something that really paid homage to what they did for Battlefield 1942, you could have a really fun fucking game. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I'm actually, I'm kind of torn. I, I, the European theater was just like, it's where it's where so much of the war really took place. Obviously the Pacific theater, the thing, the thing about the Pacific theater is it was so, it was so, um, not sporadic. It was just so spread out the battle of midway and the battle between all the islands and the fighting from Island to Island. It was absolutely brutal for sure. Um, later. Yes. I'm one too. Thanks for all the clutch uh, info in the chat. Of course, for sure, dude. Um, hopefully, we don't need. We're we're pretty much uh, we're gonna be wrapping up here pretty soon. So thanks, man. Uh, thanks for hanging out. Um, <coughs> excuse me. And in the Pacific Theater was brutal, but um, I I have been interested in. I did get interested in reading about Pacific Theater stuff. Um, but specifically. Um, the the Pacific theater stuff that had to do with Japan invading China. Mm-hmm. Interesting stuff. Also, very brutal stuff. Um, yes. very brutal. Um, yeah, it it's a whole thing, and it's and it's interesting, and and if it's something you haven't ever really read up on before, it. It's a whole perspective of the Pacific Theater that really never gets talked about much. You generally think of you generally think of the Pacific Theater from our point of view, from our army advancing through all the islands and eventually, yeah, 
bringing the war to a close with you know the droppings of the 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 a bombs and everything um but if you do a little research and you find some readings on what Japan was doing before they bombed Pearl Harbor and the things that they were doing in China and Korea, it's a, yeah, ugh, it's, it's fucked. It's pretty fucked. It, yeah, it kind of, it, I, yeah, it, it's a whole other perspective, uh, on Japan that'll, it'll really kind of make you kind of not see the whole country, obviously today in another light, because it's a completely different time now, but like, yeah, dude, it was, um, they were bad. They were bad. It was yeah. not. They were not. To say they were not nice is to put it as, about as mildly as yeah. So and it, but it is interesting too because it um, it really gives you a perspective into their mentality at the time, you know, in terms of their their outlook on the world and what they thought their place in the world was, you know, and all that stuff. Yeah. So yeah, they uh, they developed a lot of chemical weapons and tested mm-hmm. them on prisoners of war mm-hmm. and other prisoners yeah super fucked i remember there was yeah. a video talking about oh what was the guy's name something shiro i think it was i'll have to find the video mm-hmm. but he was a chemist for japan and he was in japan he was in uh, china and he like weaponized bubonic plague and really? just like let it out into the world. Really? Wow, I don't think I ever read that one. Crazy shit. Ugh, that's what I mean. Yeah. I'll have to find it and send it to you. It was really interesting, but yeah, super fucked. It's all yeah, it's that's the thing. It's like it's um it's it's brutal, but it like again, it's it it is it's part of the history and it's it's it and it's stuff that happened and um yeah, and and in fact, um there was even a particular element of this was actually in the news just last year. Um, there was a Japanese woman who was um, leading. Um, she was leading sort of a um, not a protest, but she was just sort of leading um, kind of a charge, if you will, um, for reparations for Japanese uh, sex worker girls who were basically forced to be sex workers. Um, or no, it was it was Chinese and Korean. They were looking for reparations, which. Japan, I believe, came to some sort of agreement with them on, which they absolutely should have, because it was just this whole brutal thing. Yeah, to where it was a bunch of women forced into being basically sex slaves for Japanese soldiers, and yeah, and that's that's just scratching the surface of some of the stuff. It was crazy, man. They were yeah, it was a it was a crazy to say it's crazy is kind of the sort of yeah. I don't know. We don't we don't need to get too into it because it yeah, it'll it was a whole thing, but. Um, very interesting to read about it for sure. So if that was a very long answer to that question. Um, so yeah, so Pacific theater stuff, if like I said, read up on some of the Japanese history, uh, pre Pearl Harbor. It's uh it's interesting stuff. Um, and, uh, evil monkey went there. said that, yeah, well, nobody made the Germans look good. Nobody looked good. It was all a bad look for everybody all around, <laughs> except for, you know, I give allied forces trying to, to fucking free the world from fucking imperial advancements from all from uh, all sides for sure. Um, well, I don't know. Well, German wouldn't be considered imperial. The Japanese would have been was imperial. They were uh, they were technically um, 
not in the traditional European kind of uh, monarchy sense, but yeah. Anyway, all right. I'm fucking rambling now. Okay. Uh, so cool. Thanks for the questions in the uh, in the Discord, everyone. So join the fucking Discord and ask more questions. So in case we have to fill more time, like we kind of did today, uh, you know, we've got something to talk about. Um, yeah, so that's it for tonight, boys and girls. Um, I'll try to do better next time. I don't know why I got... I don't know what the hell happened at the beginning of the podcast. I was I was so focused on it. Like, I thought, I, okay, you know, we just have a few notes here. I was I was really focused on stuff I wanted to talk about, and then I just kind of lost it. So sorry about that. Anyway, I'll stop fucking apologizing. Um, all right, that's going to do it. Uh, thanks for all the support, everyone. Thanks for listening. Um, July 22nd, just a couple weeks away now. Oh, yeah, today's Thursday. And so, yeah, exactly two weeks until July 22nd, which... <laughs> I hope I hope we get some decent info, some decent looks at the game. You know, I mean it's it it's a whole EA play live. So there's going to be pretty it's I think this thing today was like 35 minutes long and they just talked to some developers. So I hope on July 22nd we're going to you know, the alpha the alpha's the alpha is that was some of the other news that we didn't really touch on. The alpha's like all uploaded to like the PlayStation 5 systems ready to go. Yeah. yeah. So I hope on July 22nd they give us some detailed looks because I want some more Battlefield 2042 stuff to talk about. So, yeah. Yeah. I imagine they'll show some actual gameplay, but we'll find out in a couple weeks. Hopefully, some like detailed gameplay. Some look at gunplay. If they've updated the, um, uh, what the hell is the the attachment changing? The plus system. The plus system. Thank you. Uh, I'll look at the, the tablet call-in stuff, right? Some good looks at that stuff, so hopefully we'll see that. Alright, that's it, boys and girls. Until next week, everyone stay safe out there. And Evan, thank you very much. Yep, deuces, everyone. Alright, we'll see you next time.